0: Some dismay, they score. The Lions tie up the game. Forty-two seconds remaining in the second period. They give it to Rudnyak. Shot put on. He scores. And he cuts into the zone. Drops it off for Miller. Now, for Bresnik, a shot. He
1: scores. Welcome to Episode 2 of Between Shifts, the Linwood Hockey Podcast. This week, we're talking all ACHA Division I men's hockey. The Lions are coming off back-to-back ACHA sweeps at home in opening weekend against in-state rival Missouri State and a home-and-home sweep of longtime rival Illinois. In between those two ACHA weekends, the Linwood Lions traveled to Denver for an NCAA exhibition game where... The Pioneers got the best of the Lions, winning that one 9-1. to well, On a positive note, the Lions did jump out to an early one nothing lead on a Mitchell Allard goal, assisted by David Gagnon. Earlier this week, we caught up with Linwood Division One ACHA men's head coach Rick Sambo to discuss this past weekend against the University of Illinois, but also how that Denver weekend will impact his team going forward this season, not only in ACHA play, but also with their two two exhibition weekends coming up in October against Air Force at home and in January when they travel to Arizona State. Now let's send it over that interview with Rick. So now we bring in Linwood men's head coach, Rick Sambo. Thanks for joining us today, Rick. Um, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Today was a good day of practice. It's a good day. So coming off a nice home-and-home home sweep of longtime rival Illinois, uh, your Lions improved to 4-0 uh, with ACHA play. One one loss, obviously, at Denver. So we're going to start it off with that Denver game. Um, first goal of the game, up one had to Had to be a good feeling. It's not a bad feeling. As far as the bench, after – leading into the game obviously some nerves um, jitters i don't think confidence or a sense of belonging probably ever was lacking from that group but was there was there a little extra charge after getting up one note or did was your guys able to stay uh, pretty even keel and you know not not ride that emotion too high um
2: i i think in my evaluation that Um, everybody's aspiration when they're playing juniors is to play division one hockey NCAA scholarship. And I think players become the best evaluator of talent. They've been around them. Um, They practice with them. They spend time during the summer with them Um, and and to see uh, the amenities that a powerhouse perennial uh, contender for the national title division one that we have the opportunity to play against. Uh, were we wide eyed? No. Uh, we're looking forward to the opportunity and appreciative of the opportunity. And like anything else, uh, the equipment is the same. You tire your skates the same way. Let's prove it. So I think that we had a real good uh, week of practice leading up to it uh, to score the first goal. Uh, I, I can't say that it surprised us. Um, you know, we're always hoping for the best. But the last thing we're going to do is play possum. And uh, not play how we play. So it was nice to score a goal. Uh, we're, we're happy for our goal score. Um, but everything's a 60-minute game. And keeping, the, keeping everything on an even keel was most important. Now, as the game goes, went on. You know, reality set in. You know, so it, it's uh, not being a reactionary player. Uh, being an assertive player. And, and, and if they're going to beat you. Beat you at your A game, and that's been the focus uh, in Denver, and And uh, the scoreboard uh, indicated the lopsided game.
1: Obviously, Denver being number 13th in the nation at that time has climbed up to number 11. Um, look at their schedule. They're, they're playing a team this coming week that you play in two weeks, but this past weekend they played a team that you play in January in Arizona State. Um, taking it to them. Eight three one 3 one game and then a 4-3 win in overtime the next night. As far as experience for those guys playing Denver leading into Air Force and Arizona State, what are some of the things that you harped on your guys just to retain from that weekend at Denver?
2: I, I thought that the, the week after our game in Denver was not only an eye-opener but a J-toe cowboy boot up our ass. It charged us up to want more, uh, put more effort, more intensity into the execution of who we are individually and as a team. And I think there was so much positive to take away. On the outside looking in, yeah, we got our ass whooped. But this is a team that was uh, ranked NCHC number one. Is a team that skate pass and shoot plays the way that we do. And the execution uh, from top to bottom of Denver compared to us was very difficult to uh, to swallow. I mean, it, it, all you can do is do takeaway. And it, it, it's nice that now aprons or personal friends can't influence your opinions. There's no getting around. Uh, who's got a better talented team? But summer hockey doesn't equate to legit competition that we are immersed in. And for me, it was just a hundred percent positive. And I love the response that our players had that week. It it set the basement of our aspirations and intentions of where we need to go. Um, So nothing but positive, you know, it's the embarrassment fades away, you know, not only for a coach, but uh, for players, um, Denver, they they treated us with so much respect and humility. It was unbelievable how professional that program's run. And that's how I want Linwood to carry itself, no matter who we play and what we we come up to. Um, And then that's the case uh, against Illinois. Um, You know, the tides are turned as far as experience and and skill. The scores indicated that. But you better play with humility and, and play with gusto for 60 minutes no matter who you're playing so everything's learning you know um we we have a contest a uh, weekend uh, series against Berryville. and uh, for me as a coach everything's about improvement uh whether you're successful or unsuccessful there's always lessons and solutions learned in that so it's, it's my responsibility to understand the players uh what type of conduit the message needs to be uh sent and uh, get us better. The, the program at Lindawood University is about winning the national title. Uh, the litmus test of opportunity to play Division I programs um, is a bonus uh, that we've worked hard for. Um, and it, 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 I can't be any happier or more humble that there's been so many NCAA 1 programs that are rooting for us that know that we got a program inside our dressing room uh, that can make that step and not embarrass ourselves uh, when you're consistently playing at that level.
1: Yeah. And I know, I know as a staff, you guys do a lot of uh, obviously prep work, but also teaching from experience. And and I know w- uh, watching that game at Denver, there was a lot of those opportunities never had or that they capitalized on minus the one that the the winger batted out of midair there were there were moments on all those plays that are are very teachable whether it's d-man tracking all the way back to the house and picking up sticks or just not over committing from either a goaltender or a defenseman or a forward so as far as those teaching moments and that in that setting um how how do you guys present that as like you just said not so much a beat down, but all just teaching moments. Like how do you go about that as a staff?
2: Well, on the defensive side of the puck, our tracking was horrendous. Our our forecheck off of first touches was okay. Um, However, just to say that you have a responsible play in the offensive zone, if you lose them at center ice, you're not that responsible. So to say that you're positionally sound, there's action that needs to be uh, fulfilled all the way back in their own end. Uh, our defensive structure was excellent. The skill of placing pucks and the pace of their passes uh, in our offensive zone, our guys knew it was coming, um, but there's, there's no telegraphing. They never set their feet, and they, they could pass the puck out in front of them, behind their heels. It, 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 was, uh, it was a school job that was very, very impressive, um, that we have to take that learning and take it to ourselves, you know, for for me to think that we have uh, an aggressive offensive team, offensive teams means that uh, we have transitional thought that we work hard to play defense so that we have the buck more, more than we don't offensively. But if you can't pass, there's nobody that's skating faster. So it's about passing. It's about receiving. And, um, you know, for me, uh, me to toss around mead mugs in practice to our players. Um, I think some pick up the message, uh, but we really had to break it down to fundamentals fundamentals when it comes to passing is, is breaking the bad habits that have been allowed for years and, and understanding how, uh, when you pass properly, not only you faster, but you don't miss opportunities. So it's, uh, we been breaking things down fundamentally, not so much system play, uh, but fundamentally as far as our uh, identity of our team.
1: So on the, on the opposite side, you said, obviously, you guys took it to Illinois pretty well in this home-to-home – home, or home-and-home home series, beating them uh, Friday night up at U of I, 12-1, and then back home Saturday, 8-3. to um, As far as your play – um, that weekend? I know, obviously, a lot of goals were scored, but from being there watching, I think one line that has exceeded my expectations has been that Crago, Martin, and Sturzer line. Just what are your thoughts on the way those three have, have played? Obviously, you look at it with Martin and Crago, our veterans. is a freshman, but they're really driving the uh, puck possession time when they are on the ice.
2: It's a line that plays with a conscience, okay? They, they play with a conscience. None of them are on a power play. They, they don't have privileges. They have transitional thought, high-end skill, and to be rewarded on goals uh, is enjoying for me as it is for them. They finish every shift in the offensive zone. They don't care if they have the liability of a defensive start off of faceoffs, they don't care who they play against. There's no line matchups. They just play the right way consistently. And the nicest thing is they practice just as hard as they play in a game. So, like, how can you not root for honest players? Players that have not been privileged due to leniency of past performance. So, like, I, like I want all of our guys to score as a coach. You know, to to never be in a situation where uh, I legitimately have four lines that have the skill to score. um, It's tough to provide equal opportunity for every line to get their legs underneath them and feel the puck. So it's there's no no question. I agree with you 100 percent. It's our best line Um, against Illinois. I was rewarding them uh i sent out a, a bulletin that we only got 10 games in the next 3 months so it's time to solidify your spot because i got really good players that are black aces that really make our practices better and uh pushing the bottom on up so everybody's replaceable it's it's when you lose fact of the all for the team and the success of the team because uh, you're a little hard pressed on getting your points, and then you've got to cheat the team. That's where I start to regulate that. So we, you know, we've got a power play that knows what they're doing. Uh, they move the puck very well. They create opportunities. They win faceoffs on the initial faceoff. Uh, and I got penalty killers that don't mind getting shot lanes and selling out on, on shot blocks. I got goaltenders that make the saves that they're supposed to make. I mean, it's. It's a long season, but right now it's about about personalities, relationships, and building trust uh, inside a dressing room, not necessarily the system or the message that I provide.
1: Yeah, and I I know you're talking about, you know, working hard and being rewarded. I know that happened twice, just on Saturday alone. Colton Crago had a breakaway, shorthanded breakaway that he scored on after I believe he blocked, I know for a fact, one shot maybe two in that same shift and then chipped one yep. past the D-man and got rewarded. So that's obviously great to see. But another guy that it was good to see get rewarded is a guy who isn't an everyday guy who's spent the past year and a half working his tail off and Jack Radley scored a goal and an sure. assist.
2: Sure. You know, when Jack played last year, so Jackers are a recruited freshman for my team. Uh, I got a Christmas gift when Belleville shut down. So I had some really good players that came to our program at St. Charles. So that squeezed Jack out and Jack wasn't ready for our team and, and not even ready. His sophomore year, Jack was, a, was a hard competitor in practice that unfortunately when he did get game time, you know, he is more of a grocery stick between the forwards and defenseman um, three, four shifts for Jack to, to really commit himself this summer here in St. Louis had a tremendous camp Uh, kept his mouth shut, made practices competitive. All this stuff does not go unnoticed. And then now the opportunity arises and he played, he's never played a regular shift. So he loved it. So when you play a regular shift, it's not like playing with a sport coat on where, oh, if you make a mistake, you know, you might not get another one. You know, he he prospered in the fact that I have a, a deep team and he has a personality and a commitment that the whole team appreciates and um, myself and the players couldn't be happier for Jack he deserved that opportunity he took advantage of it you know you look at uh, the definition of luck be prepared when an opportunity arises the kid didn't dog one practice didn't dog a day in the summer and didn't know when his opportunity was coming and he took advantage of it so he, he made an unbelievable memory for himself and that, that memory is stuck with me so somebody's got to knock him out.
1: Yeah, and him and then his brother at the D2 level, Seamus, just knowing those guys, they're they're your typical locker room glue guy that everybody in that locker room is rooting for. So I'm sure that bench was fired up to see him to net one and almost two off of a lucky break and then also add an apple. Um, looking ahead to this coming weekend, you guys stayed number two in the rankings. And Maryville jumped from 13 to 11. And that's how you have this weekend. uh, What could be the forming of a, a decent cross city rivalry. Um, What do you expect out of Maryville? Obviously we kind of talked a little bit about how you guys go about your game and that's just what you're going to get or give to the other team. And, there's no much, there's not much changing, um, as far as that, but what do you expect out of the saints for this weekend?
2: Well, they got a young team, you know, they they might've made the jump to division one a little too early, but now they've got three years under their belt. They understand a competition. Um, they're well coached. Uh, they have a tremendous infusion of hockey sense. um, you know, everybody coaches their team differently. I'm, uh, I know our identity and we coach for our identity. I'd have to say that uh, they play a big boy game. Uh, they got good size and they're robust. I they like to be physical. Uh, but like uh, for me, if like we have two teams that are equally uh, talented that play physical, you never get the ooh and ah out of the crowd because players arrive on time. When you have a team that does not have skill, the ooh and ahs, the play's moved on after a second or two, and and then they're past them. Um, For me, we got to play faster. So I I don't know if it's fair or not, but I've finally seen Denver at ice level. Uh, They're made up the same way that we are. And uh, it's all about what type of skill we have and the commitment, Uh, to the execution. Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. Mistakes are always on me. You know, but we got to play free and loose and create scoring opportunities. And when you create scoring opportunities, you're going to expose the back end. Um, The more we work on uh, the ability to finish, uh, the less we got to worry about the back end.
1: Well, Coach, thanks for your time. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Again, fans, you can catch your Lions in action this weekend against the Saints. Seven o'clock on Friday and uh, three thirty on Saturday. Thanks again, Coach. Thanks, Ricky. I appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Once again, we'd like to say thank you to Linwood Lions Division One Men's Head Coach Rick Sambo for his time this weekend. Lion fans, don't forget to come out this weekend. Centine Community Ice Center as your number two ranked lions take on the number 11 saints of maryville and also next weekend your Linwood lions host the ncaa exhibition games against air force at centine community center your tickets are available at ticketmaster.com if you search Linwood lions hockey we'll have more leading into that air force weekend next week With interviews with former Linwood Lion broadcaster Alex Ferrario, Linwood Lions captain Kyler Newman, and again, we'll have head coach Rick Zombo back to discuss all things Linwood Lions ACHA Division I men's hockey, leading into a big NCAA exhibition week, home weekend against the Air Force Academy. Thank you for listening to episode two of Between Shifts, the Linwood Hockey Podcast up by the Lions, center out in front, a shot from
0: Ferret, they SCORE! Plummer, to the net, 2-1-0, a shot, they SCORE! Bryce Leaguer on the doorstep! Give it to Wagner, 3-on-1, up the ice If the Lions, hurry, Wagner into zone, Adamey in front, they SCORE! Casey Adamey! with a deflection in the goal crease and the Lions cut back into the lead. It's four.